Welcome to Mind Training and Homotherapy, a podcast that explores ideas to help you live a life that is more purposeful, intentional, and fulfilled. I am your host, Dr. Henry Gregory, and I thank you for tuning in. Greetings, folks. Welcome to today's podcast. I'd like to talk about a serious subject today, very serious subject. It's called fun. I know some of you have heard of fun, and we don't always get a chance to interact with her very often, but fun is very important. So on this Friday, we'd like to examine a little bit the nature, benefits, and production of fun. And I think it's particularly relevant in the times that we live in as we have shifted to uh, basically the crisis mode. You know, people are leaving the planet right now. Um, Talk about Chadwick Boseman. Um, But every day I hear personally about somebody or somebody and or somebody well-known who's leaving the planet. So Something's happening in the universe. Um, I don't know, cleansing or what's going on, but lots of people are leaving here. And so what that means is a lot of us are grieving. A lot of us are grieving. And grieving takes you deep inside, and you have to start asking questions. Who am I? Why is this happening? Deal with your attachment to that person and to... Uh, that relationship and those expectations that you had around interaction and all those kind of things, you know, um, and learn at some level to sit with those very uncomfortable feelings. Sit with those very uncomfortable feelings because they're instructive. Feelings are messengers. And, you know, in our society, we do so much of trying to avoid feelings. When we hit grief, um, it gets pretty hard to avoid. And it's certainly healthiest if we can accept those feelings, sit with them for a minute, and see where they take us. Hmm? Because again, when somebody leaves, that shifts things. That shifts things. And when we are accepting of that shift, we're going to do a better job of adjusting and adapting. And at some point, at some point, it may not be the first day or the second day, nobody can say how much time, the focus begins to be again on taking care of oneself, on how do I uh, nurture myself, how do I thrive, how, how do I have fun in this world. Hmm. I remember when my mother passed uh, some, oh, 30 years ago? No, 40 years ago. And uh, my thought was, dang, how's a boy exist without his mother? Mm -hmm. Well, actually, that was a good question. (laughs) And over time, it began to, uh, I began to get some answers on that, you know. And and I'm not certain that we exist without people. We just exist without people in the physical form because my mom's still around, you know. But 
but it changed my world and I had to adapt to that. And one of the things that helped at a point was doing things that were nurturing, that were fun, that helped me to interact in a positive way with people. Mm -hmm. Throughout the planet, you know, for the last six months, things have changed. With the COVID crisis, many of us are indoors. Our habits have changed. Uh, We interact differently, less often. It's really shifted things for us. The interesting thing is, as I listen to uh, many of the politicians and scientists talk, this has been expected for a long time. Because... Nature is so out of balance because of all the industrialization over the planet that it was just a matter of time before what had been just local uh, epidemics had become a a worldwide pandemic. So we have a worldwide pandemic that's changing things. And as humans, I, I see folks responding different ways. Some folks uh, have used this as an opportunity to get out of the rat race. We've gone inside, settled down, found some other things to do with our time, rested more, done more leisure activities. Um, When I go to the bike shop, they tell me sometimes my bike, it'll take two or three months for them to fix my bike because so many people are riding bikes now. And buying one takes just as long. So many people have just used this as an opportunity to get out of the rat race and let's try some other things. Then others have kind of doubled down. And by doubling down, what I mean is they become very anxious and have become um, more anal, more driven, um, more... Um, focused on whatever their um, professional and um, academic goals are. Hmm. So their anxiety has gone way up. Hmm. I say that to say we live in a very busy society. Americans particularly are some of the busiest people on the planet. And as such, we don't give enough time to ourselves. And it shows, in our, comes out in our health. It shows that we don't nurture ourselves, do ourselves, give ourselves enough self-care. We don't have enough fun. Matter of fact, in some circles, it's seen as being um, um, totally unproductive and immature to have fun. Well, I'd like to challenge that, that uh, thought. <laughs> there are many benefits to having fun, many benefits to having fun. For one, it lowers the stress, you know. Now, um, the stress hormone is called cortisol. And having lots of cortisol is good if you're in the middle of a wildfire and you got to get some things done. But for most of us to have so much cortisol in our system every day just makes us more anxious and taxes all our bodily 
systems. When we have fun, when we relax, when we become more calm, actually what increases is our serotonin. And that, at that point, the serotonin helps us to uh, sleep better. It helps us to have uh, a better memory. And it helps our moods to be um, uh, calmer, more pleasant, more positive. So, so, so having fun actually improves our capacity. It improves our, our coping ability. It elevates our, our energy and clears our minds. And I tell you what, when we're having fun, we connect with other people better. And as quiet as it's kept, we're social beings. We actually need each other. So when we are having fun, we're actually generally connecting better with the people that we love, the people that are around us. So having fun can create all kinds of patterns that help us to be mentally, physically, and spiritually healthier. Healthier. So what is fun? What is fun? Fun is, is coming out of our, our box. Coming out of our general way of doing things, our habitual patterns, and doing something that helps us feel freer and that's more spontaneous. More spontaneous and more intuitive. So it comes from a deeper place in, inside of us. So, so, so fun is actually goes deeper than the mind. Most of, many of us think that we are the mind and the mind is central. No, the mind is one of our tools. But fun goes deeper than that. I mean, give, let me give you an example. Um, somebody said, uh, let's dance. And at first you start, you know, dancing and you try to do some steps and you move in a certain way. You are thinking your way through the process. But as you get relaxed, um, you start moving like nobody's watching and let the music move you. And you start moving beyond the mind and it's just happening at that, that point. That nurtures the total being and puts us in, in, in touch with our, uh, the essence of our, of our, of our being. So, so fun, when, when we are engaged in it, takes us out of the box, helps us be more spontaneous, helps us experience ourselves uh, in, at our core, helps us to be more intuitive, to, to get in touch with the deeper ways of knowing. You, you see children do it all, all the time. Children, you know, I mean, fun is the reason for being. Actually, that may be for, for the rest of us too, but we don't quite get there because as we become uh, mature adults, we get socialized away from having so much fun or, or do it in, in unhealthy ways that become addictive and that can be unhealthy and, and destructive. But children are generally free and, and open um, and if you want to engage a, a child, you know, a smile, you know, any 
a, a song, any movement, and the child is ready to participate. That, that's a lesson for the rest of us. We say, and a child shall lead them. I'll tell you a secret, too. All of us have a child inside of us. We are all, every age we've ever been, we still are. That part of us is still alive. The key is to activate and be in touch with that part through having fun from time to time. It's just a part of taking care of ourselves. The other thing that I think that having fun does, it helps us to tap into our creativity. It helps us to shift our perspective, see things in a different way, and come out of, as I said, the box that we hold our worldview in, you know, of what's possible and what's not possible. When we're having fun, anything's possible. And, and the fun can, can lead us. And the fun doesn't have to be dramatic. Um, you know, the fun can be just simple things. I mean, for instance, um, singing. Singing. Now, I'm not talking about performing. I'm talking about singing. I'm, so I'm not talking about on America's Got Talent. I'm talking about what you do in, in, in the shower when you're by yourself or when you're driving in, in, in your car and the windows are rolled up and, and, and you're just letting it out. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about just expressing uh, what's in the deeper part of you, not so much concern for many of us with, with, if you're on the right note and the harmony and all of that, but just l- expressing your joy at being who you are, you where you are, and having your experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, Life without joy can be unhealthy. And, and, I, and I say that particularly um, for the women. Um, my experience, I, um, excuse me, but I, I had a few grandmothers and a mother and a wife and a few daughters. <laughs> um, and, and, and what I noticed is women are socialized so much to take care of other people, to take care of the men, to take care of the children. Um, I, I tease one of my daughters. I said, Some of y'all have an a on button and no off button. You know, um, don't know how to take breaks or on duty all of the time. That's stressful. That's stressful. And it comes out all kinds of health issues, sometimes. Uh, mental health issues and attitudes and whatever. But one of the tasks, as I see it, for women particularly, when a woman woman gets to uh, around the 40s, younger for some, maybe later for some others, is to really shift the focus and make it more about self-care. Because we all know the analogy you can't fill somebody else's cup if yours isn't filled. Mm-hmm. So it starts with taking care of self. So little things like singing. And then uh, the research says one of the healthiest things that you can do in the world, one of the things that bring people the most uh, pleasure and happiness is just dancing. 
dancing. And again, I'm not talking about doing steps necessarily. I'm just talking about moving with the music. I mean, you may have some steps that you do because you've learned those mechanically and whatever you like. That's fine. But I'm talking about when you get out of your head and just let it flow. That kind of connects everything else. Again, mentally, physically, emotionally, everything gets gets uh, connected. Uh, there's even research that talks about just listening to music can make people happy. Just listening to music. And one of the interesting things uh, saw that even sad music can do that. Um, I mean, I came up in a family where um, I used to li listen to the blues. And, uh, you know, intellectually, that didn't make sense to me, you know, so much. But, I mean, although I, I, I liked a lot of it, but as I look at the research, the research says when you listen to even sad music, it helps you to be happier. I said, how does that work? A, a lot of, there were a lot of theories about that. But the one that kind of resonates with me is it puts you in touch with your emotions. And once you're in touch with your emotions, they're easier to deal with and you begin to settle and relax in that. So it takes you again to, to a deeper place, helps you release, helps you be aware, and then helps you release. Mm. So, so even listening to music. And of course, there's other creative things, writing. And I tell folks, uh, sometimes when I suggest folks do writing, uh, when I say writing, um, I am not talking about APA format. I'm just, I'm just talking about writing. Um, it can be without any structure. Just let it come out again intuitively. See where it goes. Doesn't have to have periods and and doesn't have to have commas and exclamation points. I mean, if if, if you look at it later and decide you want to share it with somebody, you might do that. But but when you are just trying to let it happen for the experience. Don't worry about the structure. Don't worry how it fits together. It's almost uh, what some of us call downloading. The universe kind of speaks through us. Nature kind of uh, speaks to us. That still small voice within begins to talk. And we just start to uh, record some of that. And we, we call that writing sometimes. So, so again, it helps us to get in touch with our deeper self, and that's always that's always reinforcing. That's always uh, helps us to feel better and facilitates uh, growth. Mm -hmm. And of course, there are many other ways you can be be creative. Uh, uh, one of my sons told me the other day one of the ways he likes to be creative is, is making um, uh, what are those those music lists um, playlists. Playlists, yes, he makes playlists. He's pretty good at it. <laughs> when we travel or we, we sit together and he puts on a playlist, um, it usually gets everybody's attention. Cause so, you know, so, and I say that to say nobody else can tell you what's creative or what's your thing. But everybody has at least a thing. Nobody comes here without a way to, in a healthy way, have fun, experience life, 
connect with other people, explore deeper levels of who they are. We're all given some vehicles. When I, when I meet with people, um, clients or friends or whoever, who seem to be angry um, so often, so often it, it just seems to me if, if, if folks can tap into that fun, that joy, you know, then that will mitigate much of that anger and much of that resentment that can be so toxic to us. That doesn't mean all the issues are resolved, but that does mean you're in a better place to handle them. You're in a better place to handle them. So, so, so that creativity goes a long way. And again, it can be so many things. It can be gardening, you know, um, drawing, painting. I see young kids doing it sometimes in a not so healthy way when they're on their bicycles and doing so many of these some tricks and stuff. That could be a little over the top sometimes. Um, but still, everybody needs to find some ways to experience happiness and joy and make some time for it. Make it a priority. I remember talking to some folks recently and they were open to the idea of having fun, but it had to fit uh, way down on the, on the list of priorities. In other words, you never get to it that way. There's always more to do. We live in a very busy society. Way too busy. Too busy for humans. Mm. So you have to prioritize it. You know, say, daily, I'm going to have some fun. You know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I'm going to put some time into enjoying myself. If it's bird watching, you know, walking in nature, you know, uh, I'm going to find something that inspires me, something that touches me, me, me deeply, something that helps me to feel connected to my experience and to the world and affirms and validates me. We all need feedback. We are mirrors of each other. And when we are having fun, particularly uh, with uh, loved ones, with friends, that's very validating, you know? Because, you, you, you know, you, your loved ones, your friends, I mean, they, they, they know your other side, too. And they love you anyhow, you know? They love you anyhow. So that's, that's very validating. <laughs> so, so the bottom line is fun helps us to relax, relax, and learning how relaxing, like everything else, is a skill. It's a skill. You, we don't automatically do it. I mean, so many of us don't sleep at night, you know, because we don't know how to relax. So we don't know how to turn. We don't know how to turn it off. The good news is. Anything that we practice, we become better at. Hmm. That's fairly universal. Anything we practice, we become better at. So as we make having fun, relaxing a priority, as we do more of it, we increase our capacity, we increase our competence in it. <laughs> yes, 
I'm saying work on having fun. Sounds like a paradox, right? It is. Still necessary. Still necessary. One other thought. In order to give yourself permission to relax, to have fun, you may have to do some work first, letting go. Letting go. Letting go of some assumptions about what you need to be doing and what you don't need to be doing. Letting go of some uh, attitudes about how you approach the world. Mm. Letting go of some of your thoughts and feelings about who you are and how you are. And understand that this is a dynamic journey, a dynamic journey. And when we let go of one idea, we make room for the next idea. Feel, makes you a little nervous? Think, yes, it does take some faith. It does take some courage to actually let go of some of the old ideas that have taken care of me, you know? Help me get through school and get a career and make some achievements and whatever. It does take some courage to look at them and say, thank you for your service, um, but I need you to chill now as I start to look at some other ways of looking at life, the, the value in life of what success means, of what happiness means, of what worth means. Hmm? So that that that. That skill of letting go becomes very important in our quest uh, to be healthy, to be whole, to be free, to be fulfilled, to, to be happy, to have fun, to have fun. Mm -hmm. So, your assignment is to have some fun. But it, what's it, TGIF? Thank goodness it's Friday. Okay, you got you. It's Friday, mm -hmm. so g give some thought to how you can have m more fun. What can you do to nurture, inspire, reinforce, take yourself to another space? Mm -hmm. Have some fun. Enjoy yourself. You deserve it. Blessings of peace, health, prosperity, and we'll talk again next week. Take care.